Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you 100% pre-recorded because I am over in uh, Europe. Right now I'm in uh, Svenborg, Denmark, hanging out with the fine folks from McBaron. And for tonight's show, 100% pre-recorded again. I thought I'd talk in uh, pipe parts about two different uh, Danish pipe makers. One very well known, one lesser known to us. Uh, my guest is from France, the editor, author of the Pipe Gazette, Nicolas Stouffelet. And we uh, pre-recorded that, obviously, a couple weeks back. And I really enjoyed talking to Nicholas. I really hope to get to France to uh, meet him and, uh, you know, hang out in Paris, too. Uh, for music tonight, uh, I got a special treat for you. Not only do we have music by a pipe babe, but we also have her talking about and introducing the song. So we get to meet Gloria West and then hear her sing uh, Mailbag and Rant, all that coming up on uh, tonight's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, yes, it is Groundhog Day. However, those of us in the in the uh, Northern Hemisphere and North America of the United States, we really can't complain about this winter. I mean, it really took until the first uh, or the end of December to really kick off before we got into some really cold stuff. Yeah, some of us are still digging out of all that snow, but you know what? It's Groundhog Day. We really can't complain about how bad this winter's been because compared to last year, I mean, we went from green grass to snow and then uh, had cold weather all the way until the spring, and then the snow lifted and there were weeds out. So stop your complaining about the uh, weather. It's been a relatively mild winter, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting into spring. All right, everybody, let's get the show rolling. So sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company, and here we go. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well the exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for cupofjoes.com. CupofJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupofJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupofJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupofJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. Welcome back. All right, so as I was getting ready to leave for uh, for Denmark, I thought, you know what, there's a couple of Danish pipe makers that we haven't talked about, and they, they kind of parallel the same uh, uh, the same path. One is still full tilt going, the other one is uh, semi-retired. So I thought I would uh, do a quick profile for you on uh, how Eric Nording and Soren Refbjerg got into pipe making. Uh, Nording's story is a little funnier in that he was a, uh, uh, trained as a blacksmith and uh, went, in, went to engineering school and 
went to uh you know started smoking a pipe and wanted to learn about uh learn about pipes and stuff and went into the pipe shop and a gentleman there by the name of Scovbo worked in the pipe shop and asked Eric to build him uh, a buffing wheel and a and a cutting block because he wanted to be able to make his own pipe so he wanted this machinery so Eric said can you uh, you know, or he asked Eric if he could make it Eric said yes I can make anything um, Eric did the uh, made the machinery, cost him you know about a hundred, hundred, two hundred dollars at the time, and then went back to deliver the machinery. And Scovebo took a look at it and said it was you know great machinery, and uh, said to him, "I'll pay you when I can, <laughs> I'll pay you when I get some money." And Eric said, "No, I need the money now because I'm a poor guy." Uh, anyway, the two of them started out in business. So, Skovbo Ognording, which in Danish means Skovbo and Nording, or S-O-N, Sun Pipes, is the beginning of how Eric Nording got into the business. Uh, Soren Refbjerg came along about the same time and started a factory. He saw what uh, Preben Holm was doing and what uh, Carl Eric was doing at the time fell in love with pipe making and started a factory and at the time had about 8 to eight to 12 craftsmen working for him. And again, when you look at Nording and Refburg pipes, you're going to see the basic beginning of, uh, or the following of that Danish freehand style where you take the plateau briar and you follow the grain and you shape the pipe so that it is just each one's individually done, but they have the same basic style to them. But the idea is to follow the grain and work with the plateau briar. Very similar to what Preben Holm was doing for both his own pipes and for Ben Wade. Uh, now you fast forward to where we are now. Refbjerg is uh, mostly retired and purely only does handmade pipes in his own uh, two-room workshop. Some of his handmade pipes, I think, are some of the best values on the estate market when you find them. Uh, doesn't have the following of the S-Bangs and the, and the bigger names that you'll see coming out of Denmark. Um, Eric Nording, still firing full strong, uh, working in pipes, and uh, occasionally he'll do some knives. You'll see him get really creative and do some uh, variations on uh, factory shapes uh his hunting series was really popular and uh nording also dabbling in his own lines of tobacco as well as his own lines of knives that he makes occasionally uh if you ever run into eric nording you'll see him at the occasional pipe show or uh, trade show one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet uh does enjoy his beer does enjoy his beer for sure uh, but just a, a wonderful, warm guy to meet. Uh, Refberg, I've never met him myself. I've admired his pipes from afar. But uh, again, Nording's still pushing on Refberg in retirement. So there's a couple of different pipe makers to look for. If you want more information on him, you can go to uh, the DanishPipeShop.com uh, or Pipepedia and poke around and look for them. All right, in just a minute, my discussion with Nicholas Duflet. This is Internet Radio. Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is molto dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. 
Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Sightlift Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Balto Dolce blend in public. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and as I mentioned, we did this pre-recorded, but it is my honor and pleasure to present to the Pipes Magazine radio show, the editor and publisher of the Pipe Gazette, Nicholas Stoufflé. Did I did I pronounce your name correctly, Nicholas? Yes, it's perfect, Brian. Oh. I'm pleased to hear you. Welcome to the show, and please tell us, where did you grow up and where do you live now? Well, I grew up, uh, I am in France. Uh, I, I grew up in the center of France, uh, in a area which is called Auvergne, uh, a mountains area. And uh, for my job, I um, had to go to Paris, uh, where I live since uh, more than the, more than 20 years now. And uh, I live near Paris, and I work in in the city of Paris. And before we go any further along, please pass along our thoughts and prayers for those that are still dealing with the aftermath from uh, from the terrorists. Yeah. Uh, when did you start smoking a pipe? Well, I started uh, smoking pipes so more than the... 30 years ago, um, I was uh, young. Uh, my brother uh, smoked pipe, my father smoked pipe, and I wanted to smoke pipe too, of course. Uh, I loved the, 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 the smell, the, the taste of tobaccos. My, my brother smoked Latakia's blend, and uh, uh, when I was uh, maybe uh, 18, uh, I I tried my first pipe and it was it was catastrophic, <laughs> of course, <laughs> as often for the first time, because I bought uh, um, a cheap pipe. Uh, I remember uh, it was in the city of uh, Dijon in Burgundy, and uh, I was on holidays and I I bought a cheap pipe and uh, an aromatic tobacco, uh, very uh, very cheap too. And uh, it was not a good experience, but uh, I wanted to to go on to smoke and smoke again. And finally, uh, I, I discovered the pleasure of a, a good pipe and good tobacco. So, uh, uh, and I didn't stop uh, since uh, this uh, this period. Uh, I really, I really love the the, the pipe uh, for herself and. Uh, I love tobaccos. I love all kind of tobaccos, except uh, maybe aromatics. Now, I prefer straight uh, tobaccos. Well, is there a lot of pipe smoking in France now, or is it just a just a few people? It's very difficult to to know because. Um, when you go uh, and, and when you have a walk on, uh, in the cities, uh, anywhere, you don't see much uh, pipe smokers in the streets. Uh, but uh, uh, when uh, you see all the, the, the forums, all the uh, websites about pipe smoking in French, you realize that uh, maybe they are hiding, but uh, uh, they, there are many pipe smokers, but it's very difficult to, to know how many, of course. Um, I think that uh, uh, France was uh, uh, probably the, uh, the, the, the country where briar pipes were made for the first time and uh, 
the middle of eight uh, of nineteenth century. Uh, but now it's, it's not it's not a, uh, a, a country of pipe smokers. Uh, but uh, we have pleasure to to smoke with friends and to have uh, to have meetings and to have uh, dinners uh, uh, with other pipe smokers in Paris regularly. And you know, um, in November uh, when uh, terrific attacks uh, uh, were were made happen, yeah. um, the day before. The day before the attack, uh, I was with friends in the, very close to the, the attack uh, area, and uh, we were with friends in the, in a restaurant. We had dinner. We we had uh, good uh, discussions. We talk about life, about love, about pleasures. We have good uh, good meats, good drinks, Bordeaux wine, good smokes. Not in the restaurant because it is not allowed to smoke in restaurant. But uh, we were we were uh, uh, after dinner. We we went to uh, to a flat of one of my friends, and um, it was just that we all love, you know, Brian. It was uh, it was the simple pleasure of life, and uh, a day a day uh, after it was uh, uh, it it was uh, hell. It was. Uh, Terrific attacks, and um, I think that uh, we we have to go on, and, and we have to uh, to to live like that uh, anyway, you know. And we continue, we continue to meet ourselves and to go uh, have a drink in Paris, uh, anywhere in France. It's very important to uh, to 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 go on and to to have that that, uh, that kind of of, of pleasure of. Uh, beautifully said, and I think the uh, I think the pipe is one of those simple, beautiful pleasures that we all enjoy. Exactly, it it, it it's a symbol. It's uh, the perfect symbol of uh, of what we love. Um, be quiet. Be with friends. Um, uh, be in peace. Smoke a good pipe. As you say, uh, as you often say in your in your show, Brian, that's that's that we love, and uh, it is uh, it is very uh, very very uh, important to once again to continue, and uh, we will continue to smoke pipes and uh, discover good uh, good drinks uh, when uh, when smoking, because the the people who hate us uh, hate to. Uh, uh, alcohol and pleasure. Anyway, we we, we can we can uh, uh, drink uh, a good a good a good red wine. It's not a problem, and we we love that. Let me ask you about about the city of Paris. Is it possible to sit in an, at an outside bistro and smoke your pipe? Yes, it, it's only possible on uh, outside. It's it's not it's it's no more possible in in the bistro in the restaurants. Uh, well, um, <laughs> unfortunately, um, but uh, there there are some places, uh, very rare places, where you can smoke inside. But uh, the the restaurant has to to have. Uh, room um, with the extraction system though it is very complicated so uh, it's it's not it's not often that we can meet uh, that kind of uh, bistro or restaurant but uh, outside of course of course fortunately we can uh, we can smoke so we should all come and meet in the spring or summer in Paris and sit and smoke our pipes for uh, freedom and for enjoyment Exactly, exactly. It's a very nice uh, town, you know. Very nice. 
Um, what is the, uh, are the tobacco shops still, is there a lot of tobacco shops still in Paris, and what are the more popular pipe tobaccos? Well, we have um, several tobacco shops, uh, yes, um, we, call, we call it uh, Civet in France, Civet, um, that kind of, uh, I mean that kind, that kind of uh, tobacco shops. Uh, for, for example, there is a good tobacco shop uh, near um, La Comédie Française, which is the, the most uh, famous uh, theater in Paris. Uh, we have uh, other tobacco shops uh, like the, the Lotus uh, uh, near Opera, too. And um, what is, uh, what is uh, very special uh, in France is that... Uh, uh, some some pipe shops uh, don't sell tobacco because to to be allowed to to sell tobacco you have to you know to to have a uh, I don't know exactly the word but you you, you have to uh, to uh, to have an agreement of the uh, of uh, the government so um, many pipe shops don't sell tobacco so uh, very often you you can buy your tobacco in one shop and if you want to buy a pipe you have to go in another shop and uh, about um, uh, pipe shops uh, i could say that there are three three main uh, tobacco uh, pipe shops uh, three uh, main uh, tobacco uh, pipe shops excuse me uh, in um, uh, you have a, a pipe shop that is called La Pipe du Nord. Uh, it's a very good uh, pipe shop. Uh, you have another pipe shop which is called uh, Au And um, you have a pipe shop that is called uh, uh, Oriental. But you can find some, uh, some pipes in, uh, in other kind of shops. Uh, Paris is maybe Paris is not uh, is not the best uh, the best uh, town to to find uh, to find pipes uh, anyway. Uh, the the shops that I uh, that I'm talking about are good shops. But when I go to Italy, for example, I am uh, I, I feel it marvelous to see uh, all those those pipe shops. Um, there are more pipe shops in Italy than than in France. But well, you can you can find uh, you can find some good pipes anyway uh, in in Paris. And what are the more popular pipe tobaccos now in Paris? We have in France uh, a special kind, maybe a special kind of pipe tobacco, which is uh, called Caporal. It mm -hmm. is a very old. Uh, uh, it is a very old uh, blend. Um, rather uh, uh, strong blood, maybe uh, not aromatic, and uh, it is a kind of uh, maybe Kentucky, you know. And uh, the, the particularity of the, the caporal tobacco is that it is roasted, uh, so it gives a it gives a, a, a special. Uh, special smell that could be compared with coffee and uh, I love that kind of uh, tobacco because it, it is straight tobacco no no aromatics uh, it's really very particular maybe some smoker could find it uh, too strong but uh, I love that I, I really love that kind of uh, tobacco caporal so there are different uh, colors we have Caporal, uh, gray caporal, uh, green caporal. There is a little difference between the, 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 the three kinds of caporal, but they, they are all of the same family. And I can warn every American that is listening that in the in days of past, the French cigarettes and all French tobacco products were very strong, very intense, and not for the amateur to try. <laughs> You're right, Brian. Uh, in fact, the, the, the caporal tobacco could be compared with uh, uh, Gaulois cigarette, you know, and 
buckle for man. We will take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about the Pipe Gazette and a whole lot more with Nicholas. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at one 888 366-0345 and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are smokingpipes.com. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show talking to Nicholas in uh, in the wonderful city of Paris, which I hope to get to soon. Um, but please, Nicholas, tell us, what do you do for a professional living? Well, I I do uh, as you do. Uh, my my uh, work is uh, uh, on the radio. I, I'm presenter of uh, a, a daily show uh, on the national French radio. Uh, the radio uh, is called France Inter, France Inter. And uh, I, I'm the presenter of um, a show uh, which is called Le Jeu des Mille Euros. That means uh, approximately, and excuse me, uh, for my, my English that is not perfect, as you can hear, uh, approximately the game of 1,000 euros. Uh, it yeah. is broadcast every day at lunchtime at uh, a quarter to one uh, in all the country, and of course in my podcast uh, after that. And uh, the, the, the idea of the show is... Uh, it's a game, and I, um, I ask questions to candidates. Uh, it's, um, uh, those are questions uh, about knowledge, rather difficult. And the, uh, the other particularity of this show is that uh, we record it uh, everywhere in France. We don't uh, record it in studios in Paris, uh, but uh, often in little in little cities or even in villages. Uh, last week I was in south of France, where I am often on travel, and uh, we record several shows by day, and so uh, I, uh, after that I, I can stay uh, quietly uh, in, in Paris to work for the, uh, the, uh, the other uh, travels. But um, it's, uh, it's a very old show, well-known in France, because it, uh, it exists since more than 50 years. Of course, uh, I'm not the presenter since 50 years, but uh, <laughs> I present this show since uh, about seven years. That's my job, Ryan. So I can listen to your show as a podcast, and I'll be able to learn some French. Yes, it's in, it's in French, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's only in French. Um, uh, it's it's a good good way maybe to learn French if you want to uh, to discover France too because uh, uh, at the beginning of the show I always present the the place where where I am uh, so uh, there is description of the village or the area and uh, there is a, a, a part of a tourism presentation 
and uh, it's my pleasure to discover France uh, too uh, through this sh to make to make it uh, well known to the listeners. So, in addition to your full-time job, you also do a website called the Pipe Gazette, which is p i p e g a z e t t e dot com. And I would love for you to tell us the history of the Pipe Gazette and what will we find when we look there. Yes, I. It's it's my hobby, you know, Brian. Uh, as I told you, uh, 30 years uh, ago, I began to about 30 years ago, I began to smoke pipes, and uh, 10 years ago, I wanted to make something on the web about pipes, and I began by making a blog, a simple blog, with just a few pics of my pipes and uh, some posts about my favorite tobaccos. Uh, Thing like that, and um, day by day or months by months, I, I I wanted to make something a little different than a simple blog because there are so many blogs on the net, and I wanted to to maybe make something a little more professional, and uh, uh, it became uh, more a, a website than a blog, uh, even if I I still of course post some articles about my experiences, but I also post articles about uh, pipe shops, uh, tobaccos, uh, uh, tobacco tests, um, pipes by pipe makers that I can, that I can meet when I, I travel uh, in other countries, sometimes in Europe, and things like that. So it, it, uh, it modestly becomes a, a little website, but it's, it's not a, 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 a professional website like uh, pipesmagazine.com, of course. But uh, I want I want to do something. I, I want to do something uh, that uh, can be read by many many listeners, many uh, readers. Excuse me, and uh, I hope it. I will say that there are some wonderful photographs of some of the pipe shops of Europe, wonderful places, uh, including the new Chacom factory in St. Cloud. Uh, have you been to St. Cloud? Yes, yes. It's a very good idea to talk about St. Cloud because uh, many people say that uh, this is a... The, the city where the first briar pipe was made in uh, the, the 19th century, and uh, it's uh, it, it's a, a very very little town uh, where there are still two big factories, Chacom, uh, as you say, that Chacom uh, that uh, just uh, has just. Uh, uh, bought uh, a, a new factory, and but Shoka, but Shoka, BC, uh, and there are with those two main factories, there are some few artisans uh, like Pierre Morel, uh, a very good, very good pipe maker, and uh, some other artisans like uh, Sébastien Beau that make Genot pipes. And I often go to Saint Claude because uh, every year um, in Saint Claude is uh, uh, every year Saint Claude is the place where the the French uh, championship of slow pipe smoking is uh, organized. And I try to go to Saint Claude um, uh, once once a year. Uh, Saint Claude is uh, in France, but uh, very close to Switzerland. The the town of Saint Claude, they are proud of their uh, pipe heritage, and they they have pipe statues in the city center. Yes, Saint Claude is a it's not a village; it's a little town. They are proud to to be the the capital of uh, pipe making, and if you look at the the history, it's true that uh, it was really the place where uh, all all uh, 
19th century, things uh, have changed. But uh, it's still uh, it's still a place where uh, many uh, pipes uh, many pipes are made, and uh, I, I know that uh, for example, Chacom works for uh, all the all the factories in the world. They they sell wood or a bouchon. Uh, they, they work for well, it's, it's not it's not always well known, and I I don't know exactly, but I know that. Uh, Chacom and Botchokin work for all the uh, big uh, big brands, and it's still uh, it's still a very nice place. You can visit factories, uh, especially Chacom, because they they opened a new a new factory and uh, a new a new pipe shop, and uh, it's very interesting to to meet uh, makers and uh, to go from a factory to another to to visit uh, an artisan like Pierre Morel, who is a Maybe, maybe the the, the more experienced uh, experienced uh, pipe maker in France, and uh, I love I love this uh, this little uh, city of uh, Saint Claude, and I will probably uh, go to Saint Claude once again in June, uh, as I I try to do every every year. And then the other part of your of uh, the Pipe Gazette that I have enjoyed a lot is the portraits of pipe smokers and maybe you can tell us some of your favorite portraits that you've written yes i i, I love to make that kind of article you know uh, real, real portraits of pipe smokers of pipe smokers not only uh, um not only uh, a portrait a simple portrait but something that gives a mood uh, to the the readers uh, so when I decide to make the portrait of a pipe smoker, I, I go to uh, his home. I spend time with him. Uh, we discuss uh, maybe sometimes several hours, and uh, I, I make I, I write my portraits uh, with all that I've I have uh, uh, heard and, uh, and feel with uh, this pipe smoker, and I go. With um, with a, a friend uh, Michel who makes the pictures, and uh, I want to uh, I I want that uh, the the reader uh, feels something when he, he reads the portrait. He, I want I want him to be with us when uh, when I I met the the man who smoked pipes, uh, and uh, that's what I I love to do, and I, I love writing. Slowly, uh, when I make a portrait, I, I don't I don't post it uh, a few days uh, after. I take time, sometimes several weeks before before publishing the article. I write it uh, first time, and then I I uh, I, I, uh, I make changes and change some words, and I'm not satisfied of it, and I take time. It's like um, smoking a pipe. Oh. All is a question of time, and uh, uh, it, it it is it is better when uh, when we take time. They are beautifully written, I, even translated into English. And you and as I read them, I get a sense of the person more than just the pipe and the pipe tobaccos. And uh, it's wonderful to get an insight into these great people that also smoke pipes. Thank you, Ryan. Exactly, that's what I want to do. For example, uh, one of the last portraits was a portrait of a, a drawer who make uh, cartoons, and uh, I went uh, with my my friend Michel, uh, the photographer. We, we went to to his uh, workshop, and uh, uh, Benoit is the name of the the drawer. Showed us uh, his work, and uh, then we talk about uh, his job and then about about pipe smoking he showed us his pipes and uh, uh, his, uh, his favorite tobaccos and uh, we are, we had a good, a good drink uh, always that take time uh, to give pleasure <laughs> they are absolutely wonderful and uh, 
I've enjoyed reading them all, and everybody should go to pipegazette.com and read Nicholas's work. Uh, Nicholas, we'll, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your favorite pipe? I will say mm, it's very difficult, of course. But I will say that my favorite pipe is a, a pipe made by Pierre Morel, uh, one of the great uh, French artisans. It, uh, it is a, a freehand. Uh, they call, uh, he calls uh, he calls that, that kind of uh, pipes uh, flower, and uh, I, I love I love this pipe. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite tobacco? My favorite tobacco uh, is Caporal, a French uh, Caporal. Uh, this uh, rather strong tobacco, a roasted Kentucky, I suppose. I'm not sure it's Kentucky, but it's a. Uh, that kind of uh, tobacco. It's not always easy to know what is the, uh, the tobacco at the, at the beginning, but it is a very typical French tobacco. Uh, the blue cabra is my, my favorite. But uh, if you want to discover that kind of tobacco, you can try Samoa tobacco too. Uh, I tell you that because I know that uh, one can find Samoa on some uh, U.S. website, yeah. and it's uh, a tobacco from Belgium, and it's it's uh, really a tobacco of the of the same family that the French Caporal. What is your favorite drink? My uh, favorite drink, when I smoke pipe, uh, is Calvados. It is um, after dinner drink, rather strong, alcohol, so you have to take just a little glass. <laughs> it is from Normandy, uh, a French area, a French well-known area, and uh, made with apple. And I, I love the, I love the, the Calvados drink Calvados when smoking my pipe at night. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Well, I prefer a book. A good book. Yeah, yes. Uh, smoke my pipe, drink my Calvados glass, and uh, read a good book. And final question, is there a favorite pipe-smoking memory that we haven't talked about? Well, I remember one time... Uh, I was uh, I was uh, reading a book and uh, smoking a Peterson pipe, uh, and there was something absolutely magic between the tobacco, the pipe, uh, the re the the mood, uh, something uh, that uh, we can we can find. Uh, uh, anyway, every day, and I remember this, this night where where I was in uh, quite in my sofa, and uh, I appreciated uh, really this uh, this moment, and uh, I, I I try every day to 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 have this moment once again. I call that the magic moment. The magic moment, exactly. The perfect. <laughs> The perfect harmony between the briar, the, the, the bland, uh, the mood, the day, the season. I don't know, but uh, I remember this moment very, very well. Sounds wonderful. Nicholas, thank you for joining us. It's an honor for me to, to have been called by you, and uh, I, I really uh, love the U.S. and really love... Uh, smoking and uh, please when you come in Paris tell me I will be happy to meet you have a drink we will absolutely have a drink and a smoke and a smoke of course we'll be back with the show in just a minute the year was 1849 Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States the US flag remained fixed at 30 stars 
Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco, founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes. Or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit Sutliff-Tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. This is Internet Radio. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I just want everybody to focus on what Nicholas said about enjoying the moments and the finer things, the little things in life. And talking about the finer moments and the little things in life, uh, you know, it's not often that we get a musician on the show, but Gloria West is joining us. Gloria was just featured as a pipe babe on uh, Pipes Magazine and is quite a musician. So, Gloria, welcome to the show and tell us, you know, first of all, what kind of music do you do and how did you get into it? Thank you, Brian. Um, well, I do old school jazz. Um, I actually actually call it old school stride swing jazz with a sultry twist. Um, I like to have it was a little a bit of an explanation because a lot of the times people hear jazz and they go, oh, I don't like jazz. Well, you would like this jazz. So, <laughs> um, How did I get into it? I have loved jazz all my life. My mom actually was a jazz singer for a little bit up in New York. And um, I grew up just kind of listening to it around the house. She would sing it jazz and old show tunes and um, my dad would, you know, kind of sing, sing songs along with her and especially Louis Armstrong. My dad loved Louis Armstrong and oh, he yeah. was decently good at, uh, at doing a Louis Armstrong voice. So he would sing parts of songs in Louis and I just grew up being in love with the whole thing. And, and just so that everybody knows, you're not exactly old, but you do old school. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not old. Um, I am uh, in my early 30s, and people are very surprised by the music that I do. They go, "How do you know all this stuff?" And I bet you don't know this song because it's really, really old. And they'll give me a song from the 50s, and I'm like, "I know a bunch of songs from the 20s. Those are even older than than them." But yeah, it's just, it's just. I listen to it. I, I love the music, and I listen to it you know, most of the day in, in my free time and, and uh, you know, learn learn new artists and new songs. And, you know, that's that's my way of, of studying up on it. <laughs> that's my schooling. So you've just got jazz in you. And tell us about the, tell us what song we're going to hear and tell us about the song. Um, the song is Doing the Uptown Lowdown. Um, it is by Mildred Bailey. There might have been an older version of it. Uh, I've heard one other version, but it was actually kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> but I love Mildred Bailey. She's she's one of my favorite uh, artists. Her name was actually her nickname was Mrs. Swing, and her she was married to Red Norvo. He had his own group, and they called him Mr. Swing. So she was Mrs. Swing, and just all of her songs, even sad songs, just have this great swinging vibe on it, which I had already been doing, and then when I discovered her, I was like, oh my gosh, well, this this is who, you know, I evidently have modeled myself after. <laughs> um, so it's just a really, it's a really silly, um, upbeat song, and it's basically about going downtown to what I'm guessing, you know, at the time was, like, the, the black jazz clubs. And how they just did it so differently, and it was just so much fun. And so that's that's what she's talking about in the song. Might have been a time where there was a, a secret back door to get in because they might have sold um, 
you know, like liquor in there or something. Absolutely. That's exactly what it was, which is which is one of our favorite times. We do uh, mainly 20s, 30s, and 40s, so you better believe I'm just as a flapper <laughs> uh, two to three days a week. <laughs> so here we have Gloria West and the gents doing the up-down, low-down. Miss West, you sure look righteous. Out of my way, Jay. I feel righteous. Where are you going, uptown? Yes, for a taste of lowdown. Where do we get that music that puts a swing so hard nice? Satellite social depths and high highlights. Massies, classies, doing the uptown lowdown. Where they spend their ceremonies just to watch those green onions. Skipping, hipping, doing the uptown lowdown. You'll find laughter after midnight. That's their playtime. Heidi, hey time. What price? Yeah, man. Bankers with their Cinderella's listening to those hot hyalities. my spirits um so tell me where can we find out where can we find more of your music where can we see you perform how do we get a hold of you uh if we want to throw a ton of money at you where do we do that <laughs> um so thank you so much by the way um the best place where you can find everything is the website which is gloriawestmusic.com um, we have some YouTube videos, of like um, some music videos, if, if you would call them that, um, some behind the scenes in the studio from the upcoming album, which there's plenty of outtakes because pretty much every day is an outtake for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, also the calendar of events. Um, so you can see local shows. We are going to start doing some touring later on this year once the album is done. So the most important thing is pre-orders. We have a store on there where you can see different pre-ordering options. We have CD, digital download, and also vinyl record that the album will be available on, and we're fully fan-funded. So we have done everything so far, you know, by, by donations, by we've had a few investors, and for the most part, it's just been by people pre-ordering the album and then also uh, merchandise. We have T-shirts and koozies. Um, that are a lot of fun. <laughs> and 
and that's that's how we do it. That's a big help, and we we couldn't do it without you guys. So you know, we know that the album is going to be a big hit just by you know how, how many people that that come out and and hear us on a regular basis and have pre-ordered and and love the sound. So that would be really really wonderful if you could check that out. It's also there's also Facebook on there, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Reverb Nation. We've got a ton of different um, things on there that, that you can get to and see more information about us. And to see Gloria in her uh, flappiest flapping outfit, go to <laughs> pipesmagazine.com and look at the Pipe Babe photo shoot. We'll put links to all that on the uh, show notes for you. Gloria, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. You've got some mail. And let's see, we'll get the up-down, low-down out of the mailbag here. All right, so Bird's Eye writes, uh, Most interesting podcast in a while. I even like the music. Unfortunately, video as audio doesn't come across all that well, but at least we have the links. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to ask, uh, Why doesn't anyone ever interview Rick Hacker? Is he not approachable? Does he charge for interviews? He was a pretty big deal in the pipe community at one time, but haven't heard much from him in a while. Is this a possibility? Um, how do I put this nicely? Um, Rick is approachable as long as you're buying books from him. Um, Rick has also kind of moved on into other things, uh, writing for the Rob Report and doing a couple other things. He really doesn't participate in the pipe smoking community anymore. He's much more on the cigar side. And uh, the last time I heard he was uh, asked to appear at a pipe show or something like that, he asked for an appearance fee and for them to cover all the costs of his transportation and hotel. So there you go. Um, yeah, you know, sorry. <laughs> be interesting to have him on the show, but I think he'd bust our budget. Uh, the Kilted One writes, Good show again, Brian. I like the adverts. Some worked, some not so much. Yeah. Uh, the end of the Benson he Benson and Hedges advert, I think the voiceover guy says, Nation, not Meersham. Now, I'm pretty sure it's Meersham because he's holding one. Uh, let's see, he goes on to write, Randy was very interesting, although I personally have no interest in beer. His passion had me caught up in the conversation, and I attempted to keep up. Uh, you know, you mentioned passion. I don't like single malt scotches, but about uh, 10, 12 years ago, I saw a single malt scotch tasting by a Macallan you know, blender, presenter, whatever, and the guy was absolutely brilliant. I mean, just a, a wonderful presentation. Still don't like single malt scotches, but wonderful presentation. Uh, anyway, he goes on to write, The music was good, and the only thing I would add to your rant is that when episode four came out, no one had imagined Siri or computer speaking. I know that doesn't explain C-3PO. <laughs> uh, Jordan, it also doesn't explain uh, Hal from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Uh, going on, John Seiler writes, Hi, Brian, I won't be shooting you a message, but if, you're at, but if you ever get to Pittsburgh... <laughs> yeah, if I ever get to Pittsburgh, you're my first phone call. Um... Uh, RE, the pipe smoking advertisements, those were the days, my friend. You brought another one out of the woodwork. Randy Reed, his work and interests are quite varied. I'm not a beer drinker, but my daughter is so into the craft micro beer scene. Uh, the beer part was interesting, but I could, I would have liked a bit more on his pipes and tobaccos. Uh, music, Randy Reed's piece, Dark Black Night, was good. I liked the tale it told. Rant, I only saw the first Star Wars film when it came out and none of the others. I may see the new one when it comes out on DVD. Droids should have a voice, period. I wonder how that point fell through the crack. Nice show. <laughs> and on the opposite side of that, Dan writes, KC Ghost. Uh, the commercials were interesting. Randy's musical journey was interesting. Like many people, I am super envious of people who seemingly can play anything while I struggle to play the radio. Amen. Uh, I am not much of a beer drinker in either quality or quantity, so brewing beer is not a hot topic to me, but to each his own. He certainly has had an interesting brewing career. Glad to hear of his support for American Carvers. Uh, the droid voice thing has never bothered me. I guess I see it as giving the droid his own signature style. 
Okay. Um, yeah, signature style is to beep back in his language what he just understood from you and your language. And one last uh, comment from two weeks ago from uh, about Jared Cole's Meatball J writes, Thank you for this interview with Jared Cole. It created a rabbit hole I've been falling down for days. Looking at Jared's and J&J pipes, they are definitely now on my wish list. Love their acorn shapes in rustication. From there, I ended up onto John and Jared's Shop Talk YouTube videos. I'm learning loads and have discovered some great music and drinks. So there you go. Down the rabbit hole following uh, J&J. All right, in uh, just a minute, rant time. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco, expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with whole leaf red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special Red Virginia Cavendish. Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes Autumn Evening so well loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Eck, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fullnoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fullnoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. This is more of an observation than a rant, all right? More of an observation. So we know that I I have a couple of tobaccos that I really like, and they're just basic Virginias and, you know, straight to, straight tobaccos. Virginia Preaks, just straight. Uh, well, recently, and I mentioned it last week, uh, recently I had the honor and privilege of reintroducing Amphora back into the U.S. market. This is the original Amphora that's been made in Europe for 150 years, and it's been made at the McBaron factory since 2006. This is the M4 that's been around the world for 10 years now. Uh, recently, I had the privilege of reintroducing it back to the United States because McBaron bought the, uh, bought the rights to the brand. And as part of my job, what I did was I taste tested them and taste tested a couple of different pouches of them just to get to understand the flavor. Well, guess what? The Amphora Original, I actually kind of enjoy it. It's a not a full-blown aromatic, but it's a perfect mixture of just a sweet tobacco with a little bit of flavor thrown on it and works well as an alternative to what I'm used to smoking. So, my observation is, you know, don't just keep turning a blind eye to what you may or may not like. Keep trying stuff. I know it's contradictory to what I said before or a couple weeks ago, but yeah, keep looking at things from a different point of view. Keep giving things a try here and there just to see if maybe it works for you, maybe it reaches out for you. Uh, luckily, because of my job, I get forced into doing some of that stuff. Yes, I now have one Latakia blend that I like in one of my Brigham pipes. Uh, I have a straight dark fired the the old the hh old dark fired then i have my assortment of virginia periques that i like now to make my wife happy i've even got a aromatic that i kind of enjoy smoking 
not going to be my every day, all day long, but I enjoy smoking it. So, all right, there you go. Am4 is out running around the marketplace somewhere right now. Uh, if you want to dabble into an aromatic, give it a try. All right, hey, please make sure and share the Pipes Magazine radio show with all your pipe-smoking friends. Uh, if you have friends that don't smoke a pipe, share the radio show with them, and hopefully they'll start smoking a pipe. Um, don't let them get into your stash of tobacco, though. Uh, leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We sure do appreciate those. Got any comments on there? Post them on the uh, Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com. If you're on another forum, tell them about the radio show. If you're listening to the show and you're not on a forum, go on to pipesmagazine.com and sign up. It's free. All right, there you go. Uh, Next week's show, back home live, and I'll uh, tell you all about my trip, and we'll have another wonderful guest. Hope you all are uh, staying warm out there. want to thank Nicholas especially for joining me. Uh, Thank you to Gloria West. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and until next time. Cares about the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Happy Groundhog Day, Happy Groundhog Day, Happy Groundhog Day, Happy Groundhog Day.